This episode is brought to you by the generous donations of John Carey, Laura Pickren, Nico Batson, Elizabeth Clark, Daryl Delaney, Ryan Royce, Irene Viarito, the Cam family, Charles Compton, Emily Estella Scott, Michael Clark, and David Scrams, as well as all of our generous patrons. Our kind loved this land once, and godlike we reveled in our power here. We shared our secrets with the giants. We gifted them with wonder beyond their wildest dreams. We thought to create a paradise, but fate twists cruelly. The seeds we planted amongst the giants grew rank and malformed until we had no choice but to weed them out and poison their roots. Now this scornful place is nothing, a stain upon Eberron's repose, a shadowed memory of better times, a constant reminder of our arrogance. If I had led the charge against the giants on that day, I would have destroyed them to the last and broken this accursed continent to pieces just to watch it crumble into the sea. But the elders claim its purpose in the prophecy has yet to be fulfilled. Varistakhan, Beacon of Sybaris Hello and welcome to Eberron Renewed, a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I'm your dungeon master, Eric. And I'm Philip. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. And welcome to another episode. Gentlemen, what happened last time? An amulet was stolen. It's true. I mean, that's fact. That's correct. Uh, quote, suicide. Um, some things tried to attack us and, uh, Beric banished them because why wouldn't you? Um... And then we got our boat back, went on the boat, found out about a robbery and an alleged suicide, but we know better. Uh, I'll let Barrick explain that in a little more detail. Pretty sure Oriana killed the Ariadrin ambassador based on the fact that she was expressing frustration that there was no one for her to, that she wanted to go fight. She wanted to go fight the people who had done this to her and Beric did not really offer an option for that because Beric doesn't know which people need to be fought in Sharn specifically when it comes to the Riedrins since presumably there are some reasonably innocent Riedrins uh, so pretty sure can't confirm exactly but Pretty sure Oriana snuck out in the night and went and murdered the Red Ring Ambassador. <laughs> and then, um, also, one thing that we didn't really touch on in the previous, previously on, uh, Barrett got a new pact. Also true. Yes, a new pact was taken that warns Barrett of danger. So Barrett now has spider sense. Yes. Um, and that makes 12. There's only one more out there, I believe, if I'm keeping track correctly. I'm not. I know. Um, okay, so you all are back on the ship. Uh, you all have been traveling for a couple weeks um, on borrowed time, doing a bit of a time jump. Um, your pact was the sword itself. So then 11 would be 12 total packs accounted for. Hmm. Well, we'll do that, admin. You can declare 12. It's fine. Um, I was... I'll just want my other rune, please. Um, <laughs> um, so. Uh, it is 12 because I can throw it. 
Um, so yeah, you all been traveling for a, a few weeks. You are well over the mainland of uh, Zendrick, following Barrick's guidance in the direction towards um, the Spear of Desert Winds. Um, so uh, a couple days ago, uh, while you all were traveling, you saw the dense jungle canopy uh, of Zendrick that you all had grown familiar with in your travels. Yep. Um, <laughs> begin to break up and morph into uh, just a sprawling desert beneath you. Um, the It feels considerably hotter. <laughs> you just hear Dex yell from the back of the boat, this place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no talk about Booyah home. Sorry, Booyah, but it sucks. I'm sure it was a great place to grow up for a young goblin, but as an adult who didn't have to grow up here. Um, it's kind of like growing up in Oklahoma, if I'm being really honest. <laughs> I think it's fine, but I understand people <laughs> coming here and be like, nah. Um, so, uh, Barrick, you feel like you all are getting uh, rapidly closer um, to uh, to the spear. I will alert Jace to that. Okay, so do you want me to uh, head down closer to the ground and you just let me know when to drop you off? Do you want to head forward on foot just in case they're like, you don't want to be noticed? Uh, what's what's the plan, Dan? I don't... Well, let me let me speak to my companions and see what what they would prefer. So Barrett goes back and finds Dex and Booyah. So we're getting close... And Jace can either take us in low and drop us off close, or we can try to approach on foot. Approaching on foot might allow for a more stealthy approach, but at the same time, I don't know if there's any personages yeah, Stealthy there. from what? Right. I don't know if this is going to be a thing where it's a room full of traps, or if there are guardians. How, uh, how rapidly... Are we approaching it? Very rapidly. We'll be there within a matter of minutes. Traveling at the speed you're traveling at in the airship now, probably about 15 to 20 minutes on foot. It would take uh, a little bit over an hour. But on foot, it would take a little bit over an hour. In the desert. On foot in the desert. I mean, a little bit over an hour, we're not going to. You're not going to starve to death in the desert. I'm not going to starve to death, but... Also, the ship's still right there. It's going to suck. Let's just take the ship. Let's right. let's take the ship till it's we... It's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I just I just wanted to consult with you all about what what the approach should be. We didn't want to make I mean, the decision on your behalf. I appreciate that. You know, it's desert, so, I mean, ship be seen probably a long way away anyway. I mean, that's a fair point. We're probably already visible yeah, to it. Yeah, we got seen. We If we're going to be seen, we have been seen. Yeah, that's fair. Well, uh, then get your things. It's about time. Okay. Dex gets his things. <laughs> Barrett goes down, gets his things, gets his, gets the mask, fits the mask over his face, uh, pulls the, the hood on his jerkin up, and then goes back to Jace. Okay. All right. So, uh, what's the, what's the plan there, buddy? Eric is silent for a moment, and then you can take us in low, and I will point toward the location. Probably by this point, yeah, like, it's there. <laughs> um. So as Jace begins to take the airship down closer to the sand, um, you're beginning to realize it's down, and down, ah, and down under. Yeah. So it's not leveling out the closer he gets down to the sand down under <laughs> i wish you all could have seen jeff's face uh when philip said that uh small piece of jeff died here today it was a quiet <laughs> resignation yeah um so um yeah you you uh quickly uh find yourself over it um and jace brings it to us brings the ship to a stop at your behest um, and lowers it down um, to where you all can make a safe descent on a rope ladder to the desert floor. So Barrick says, Look, I have no idea what, if anything, will be guarding the weapon we're looking for. 
but keep keep an eye out. Um, these things are powerful, and that usually means there's something else that wants them or wants to prevent us. So we don't know if something might attack the ship or anything like that, but be... And he's talking to Jace and the other people in our crew seems like the wrong term because only two of them are adults. Uh, <laughs> oh, I apologize. It's with us. And also, there's an implication that you pay a crew. <laughs> That's also fair. I mean, they kind of just we, have a... We paid Charlie an endless per diem at this point. They, they need something... Uh, <laughs> there's, there's always money in the walls. <laughs> there's always money in the airship. <laughs> uh, Beric, where is it? It's somewhere under the sand. How far? I don't know. Not miles. Not miles. <laughs> right. Uh, Listen, I don't make the rules of how this works. Dex doesn't feel like digging right now. He's willing to, but he's going to look... Can I look around and see if there is any is there is there any feature? Is there something that might look like it's a some some brush that's covering a hatch? An or, ancient temple. I mean, or, is, it is, or is there a temple or a ruin that would be an interesting? I just want to address like there's no brush. Like oh, so I'm asking, yeah. any features. Um so it's it's sand dunes, like there's different levels and stuff, but everything is is sand. Um give me your perception check as you're looking around. Trying to look for features. That'll count. Uh, That is a 31. So (laughs) as you're looking around, you do spot um, as you're using your goggles and shielding your eyes. uh, And then you realize you should take them off since they're dark. And goggles. Um, Why don't you take them off and blink a few times? Um, You see two figures moving on the horizon. Walking. Towards? Like... Parallel. Per- per- perpendicular to perpendicular. us. Perpendicular, yeah. Good. I point them out. Say, hey, uh, fellas, look over there. Uh, Beric, I have no idea what you can and can't see uh, anymore, but there's a couple of somethings. You do see two tiny blips. Of no, I don't. Oh. If they're a long way away, I can do this. I can do this in, up to 60 feet. Okay, never mind. Uh, way out there, there's a couple of uh, somethings moving. They don't seem to be paying us any mind yet. But they're, we're not alone, as alone as it seemed like we might be. Yeah, I'm, here, I'm not going to make you all make a, a logic check. Like, if they're close enough for you all to see them, then they saw your airship coming in. So, right. Are they moving towards us? They aren't, no. Uh, I don't know if they might be flanking with other people, though. Let's just, let's just, set, let's just send the ship up. That's fair. Hey, Jace, take her up. Okay. And you feel the ship lurch and it begins to rise up as the um, <clears throat> the rings around it intensify. Oh, we're still on the ship. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. I just want to go up a bit, Ken, and I want to look around again. Do I see any more figures now that I know that to be looking for things moving about how far away? You don't away? see any other figures. You just see these two from my better vantage point. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, it looks like those are the only two I see. So I think maybe the three of us can head back down and get started on this thing. I suppose so. I don't really know what the next step is. I mean, I don't either. I suppose you do see the two figures begin to turn, and they they seem to be walking in your direction now. All right, they're coming our way. Do we want to go down and make a greeting party? Let's wait for them there, yes. So we go back that's, down. That's what I think we should do. Yeah. Hey, Jace, take her down. <laughs> Okay. And we clamber down the, the rope ladder. I say, AJ's take her up. <sighs> and it just <laughs> starts to go up. Um, So do you guys just want me to wait here hovering? Or can I go find somewhere to maybe a tall tree to dock so I can take a break? If you can find some place to dock, by all means. We'd like you to not go far. Well, yeah. I, I'll be, I'll, I'll stay within a, a Ten minute perimeter. That would be fair. That's fair. Will that get you back to the edge of the jungle where you find a tree? Uh, potentially. We'll see. Right. I'll have Charlie keep time. Fair enough. All right. Um, as these figures approach, yes, 
Am I getting any? Made of sorewood. Won't it just float there if he takes his hand off the steering wheel? That's fair. You figure there'd be an anchor system. We've just so often played with airships where if the elemental, like. The elemental dies, but yeah. surely it can idle. Yeah. So is he Otherwise, that means he hasn't been sleeping. Yeah. For like three weeks. And he's dead. <laughs> he is dead, actually. Uh, you did, did not realize you guys know that. that Jace is a ghost. <laughs> That's very fascinating because it means dragon marks can last beyond death. These um, guys are approaching. Yes. Am I getting any more distinguishing anything from them as they get uh, closer? One of them is considerably larger than the other as they get closer. Considerably larger than a medium-sized the, the entity? Other still, still medium-sized, just okay. Yeah, sure. bigger and taller. Just is the other... Like Booyah's size, or is he just? Are they both humanoids? And, are they both medium? And one you of them mean, is just big. One, seem, one seems your size; the other one seems a couple feet taller and wider. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then uh, as they get closer, you see the sun begin to glint off of uh, one of them, and it shines uh, silver. So, I think we got a warforged on our hands here today. Can't tell about the other fella. Um, I know that doesn't really mean much other than, you know, if we get in a fight, now you know who we're dealing with. That's good to know. Like I said, I can't tell about the other fella. He looks probably, I don't know, human, half elf, something, you know, something boring. Um, Yeah, the other one seems uh, human. Uh, once they get close enough, um, you see that they're wearing, uh, they're both wearing wide brim boonies. Um, and, uh, it's a hat. Well, I guessed that. Okay. Um, a boonie hat? No, I've just never heard the term. Huh. Um, I hope, I hope it's not offensive. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's just <laughs> kidding. It's like a, it's like a military brimmed hat no, instead of a I cap. Was, I was joking floppy. about the, yeah. Like a um, brimmed hat. they're, they're both wearing, um, have you all ever seen the, uh, the images of um, Inuits who had basically the equivalent of sunglasses, like they're the goggles with the really thin slits in them? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're wearing those. Um, and uh, one is wearing light tan pants rolled up in a tunic, and the other one is wearing long, light blue robes um, with their boonie hats, and they both have walking sticks and large packs on their back. And they both stop once, like, they were clearly trudging towards you because they saw your ship. So one of them definitely looks like a British explorer from a from the 1930s. Yeah, yeah. This I, is almost, Dr. Livingston. I almost put him in a white pint hat, but right. I decided against it. Um, so Safari short. Is it, is it the Warforged in the rolled up? It is actually shorts? not a Warforged. Once it oh. gets closer and you can see oh. the features, it's a Dragonborn. Oh, is it a Dragonborn in khaki shorts? No, the Dragonborn oh. is in the light blue robes. Um, and the thief of joy, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and the human is in the rolled up tan pants and the tunic. Uh, and once get, you all get close enough to start recognizing these distinguishing features, they both stop and the human pulls up his goggles with just hilarious tan lines. Mm-hmm. Like their skin looks goofed up and it's a- we have to stop meeting like this. I, I, I say your, your majesty, uh, and uh, Dragon Friend, what's his name? Barasha. Barasha. Well, I'll be. What are you all doing here? That is an excellent question from us to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're doing what we've been doing. We're- oh, well, um, you see, uh, funny story to that. Uh, we got some bad intel from a giant. Well, one of us got some bad intel and believed it what from were you, a giant. What were you trying to do? Well, uh, you know, with the uh, the land near Stormreach being uh, fertile ground for uh, insurrection, fighting, reedrin, uh, chaos, uh, Ondair was not friendly at all. Uh, we we were hoping we were still still on the search for new Kaya, um, and. This has clearly been a bust. We were told that there was some fertile land out here near a river that ran through the Zendrick Desert, and we've been out here for a, a few few days, 20 days. Do you like to 
Pull onto our airship. Get some rest in a real bed. Water. Water, food. Out of the out sun. Out of the sun. <laughs> um, into the boat. <laughs> yes, I, I, I do suppose that that might be uh, ag- agreeable. Where, where are you all going? What are you, what are you doing out here? I called, before they get any farther away, I called Jace back. Well, they haven't left yet, so. Great. Uh, what's, what are you doing? We are looking for an, for an artifact that has to do with the, how much did we tell them? How much did we explain to them about the whole thing? They were in on the murder board meeting, right? We're, no, they no, weren't in no, the murder no, board no, meeting. The last time we saw them was before Stormreach. Was they, they have no idea what, we've been, what we're after. Okay. No. Right? The last time we saw them was Lucan. Uh, like, yeah, the first time you met Lucan. Well, when no, we, you, we you traveled at, back to Stormreach together. Yes. And then we met them again in Stormreach briefly. Okay. When they were leaving yeah, they uh, were Last Sight's office. Right. Right. That right, was the right. last time you saw okay. them. Uh, well, we're looking for a, a very old artifact. And we know that there's somewhere beneath our feet right now, there's a structure, or I, I hope, a structure where the artifact is. We just don't really know quite how to get down there. Hmm. Have you guys seen anything like a cave mouth or a dune hole? (laughs) Big door. Dune hole. (laughs) Dune hole, you say. You guys seen anything like a... A uh, ruin? Actually, um... Some quicksand, but it looks like maybe it's got a false bottom. We've seen like maybe a portal. Uh... I'm just going to let you keep, keep yeah. going. How about a well? Have you seen a well dug out here? Uh, no, no well. Just a big hole, maybe? Staircase. Escalator. The audience can't see me right now, but I have multiple times begun to try and speak, and that, that is absolutely happening in fiction that Orgavin Brasher are trying to interject. Um, well, now that we, we did see some stone structures uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Um, back, he looks at the sun and that way. <laughs> how sure are you? Oh, we, I'm sure that we saw it. No, how sure are you that it's, uh, uh, that way? <laughs> um, I'd, I'd say, uh, 85% sure. It's yeah, a, I mean, I'm a hundred percent sure it's in that direction. That cone. <laughs> 90 or 85% that it's that way. I like those odds. That's pretty good. Um, uh, well, I would like us before we do, before we move on, I'd like us to have a pretty thorough search of the ground right about here. Sure. It'd be real foolish. It'd be real silly. Off. We yeah, could right. turn around and those, there's a well right there we didn't notice. Right. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, I mean, Olgev can stay on the ship, but while you all dig around, I'll go get some water and food in me and I, I can show you, I can lead you back that way. Well, our ship can take us there. Yeah, fair enough. Right. All right, hey Jace. Yeah, I was just about to take a nap. What's up? I'm real sorry. Uh, we. Hey, nah, Jace. it's cool. Look, man, we just found some people out here in the desert, and if we just leave them here in the desert, I mean, they're very capable people. They'll probably just die. Yeah, and Jace. I mean, I'm not gonna split so, hairs. It's Prince Orgev down here. Are you familiar? Oh, yeah, the, the uh, deposed guy. Like, but well, that's not. Exactly. I mean, that's not how I'd. Okay, we, we'd like to, we'd like you to, to bring the ship down so we can, and we need to move to a different site. All in, right, in a minute, so that you could potentially dock at even possibly. All right, on the ship comes back down, rope ladder drops. First, we make a really careful search of the area. Right, I holler up to Charlie. Get these fellas some vittles and drinks. Couldn't come up with a food item? Uh, <laughs> Vittles runs the gamut of all food items. Accurate. Um, okay, so they ascend the rope ladder. Um, and, uh, yeah, how do we need to go about making a, a thorough, like, just sand kicking check, really looking around for stuff here? Uh, investigation. Okay. I have only a 13, so it's not great. 10. A 35 good? I rolled a natural, I rolled a natural 19. 
I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you um, gave me these things. So, yeah, uh, Beric and Booyah are kicking around the sand, and uh, <laughs> Max is like, push push a stick down into the sand. <laughs> nope, nothing there. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do this. Beric <laughs> has never been in a desert. Um. So, uh, yeah, uh, Dex, you're uh, you're looking around and you're looking at the shape of the dunes and kind of how. Because uh, you know that there has to be a structure underneath you that houses this thing. Um, and so you begin, uh, like, shuffling around the sand, poking down. Um, and after uh, a few times of really looking at the the contours of the sand, you walk over a few feet to where a dune has, like, come up rather sharply out of nowhere. And you climb up to the top of the dune and begin, like, stabbing down. And after uh, probably a dozen stabs or so, you begin to hear <laughs> Like you hit something solid. And I yell, guys, I found a dune hole. <laughs> Y'all, come here. Come here, over here. We come. Okay. Look, you laughed. But if you can think of a better way to describe this than dune hole. It doesn't appear to be a hole, does it? Well, it's a hatch, right? You need to dig up sand. You, I, I said oh, you... Oh, I've been digging. Okay. Well, I was yelling about dune holes. Um. So after... Uh, a good amount of digging, uh, probably about uh, two and a half feet down, you feel stone underneath your hands. You begin brushing it away. And then as you brush it further and further away, you realize that it is very uh, heavily slanted stone that comes to a point that you're digging on top of. And you see that you could dig down further along the sides. Guys, I found a dune roof. <laughs> <laughs> and it's stone, you say? Yes. Well, I know this. Nothing around here is particularly flammable. And this here fireball knife does a lot of damage. We might be able to put a hole right through this thing. Unless you want to dig down to the bottom of the building. I'm trying to think how we might be able to in any case. I don't really know how how big this thing is. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Boy, I... Not, no, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm I'm staring at my character sheet. I'm staring at my spells. I'm trying to think. What can I do? No one's got shape stone or shape earth. Those are more druidy. I mean, I think stone shape is on the cleric list, but I don't know how high a level it is. So I don't, I don't know. Think I don't think well, I can do it. Regardless, it's not prepped. Right. right. Well, for booyah, that's just a good night's rest, and then. That's true. Uh, some trouble. I mean, I can dimension door into it, but doing it in the blind yeah. is uh, real hazardous. Yeah. I mean, it, does it give the impression like a normal sized roof or like a really... It's the top of a pyramid. A pyramid. A point of a mm-hmm. pyramid. Okay, I was thinking like a roof of some no. stone roof. It's pointy, pointy. I'd like to make a history check to see, I don't know, if I know anything about pyramids. Okay. In Zendrickian tombs. Well, the base is a square, and it's uh, triangles on triangles on triangles. <gasps> he knows so much about pyramids. Natural 20, modified 27. They had this awesome book at seminary. Beric was really into ancient not Egypt. That absolutely tracks. I, I have a I have a justifiable way of you Please. having this knowledge. Um uh if you will uh grant me. Um so uh <laughs> checked out a lot of books about the ancient about, about well, mummies. I, I'm, I'm actually thinking that um like a lot of uh, I mean if you have something cool cool in narrative, please feel free. Um so you're you're staring at the point of this pyramid and you're trying to like all three of you are trying to like think and um all of a sudden you feel um your belt begin to vibrate as you realize that Erebus <laughs> can is we please not say that's how I <laughs> Erebus can just talk to me. <laughs> um he gets excited. So, um no. Um so you hear a voice in your head go, Wait, I I remember this 
I remember this. Wait. You remember this? I remember this place. No, I've never been here. What do you remember about it? Um, do you remember how to get in? Uh, I, I know that there is a, oh, and, uh, you feel an intense amount of concentration. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, the world goes black for you, Barrick, and ah. you find yourself standing and, uh, you're looking from the point in which you exist in this world, but there's no longer sand below you. Oh. You're above the pyramid and you can see, um, uh, there was a time when uh, this pyramid obviously wasn't buried in sand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you see some figures walking into the pyramid carrying various equipments and things like that. Uh, and then time begins to speed up. Are, are they giants? Um, Is it a giant pyramid? Uh, you see elves walking in. Elves, okay. Um, so... Um, you also, as they're walking in, they're walking in at an uh, intense pace, mm -hmm. and you also see like light refracting around you and like uh, explosions, like colorful explosions, as you uh, see dragons flying through the air all around you, and you also see magical energy flying up from the ground at the dragons. Um, so a lot of stuff's going on, and these elves are booking it, um, and. Uh, they like time begins to speed up uh, as they are. Uh, it looks like stone shaping a uh, basically a tunnel that is above ground and some others are walking behind them seeming to manipulate uh, the wind and they're stirring up sand and sand is just piling up behind them. And you see them basically create a upward slope tunnel that eventually gets buried in sand in the direction that Barasha was pointing you in. But the entire height of the pyramid, you would guess is about 700 feet. Um, it's holy cow. It's a very tall pyramid uh, built by giants. But um, so uh, you, I mean, presumably you could blow a hole and try to get down in there, or you could go the direction Barasha, Barasha suggested. So Erebus remembers this place. And then you snap back to reality. Oh, there there's, goes gravity. There's an entrance. <laughs> there's an entrance in the direction that Barasha said. Uh, if we can think of a way to just go down, there is also an entrance on the pyramid itself. But wow. it's perhaps 700 feet below us. Let's take a walk. 700 feet. I'm not digging. I dug two and a half feet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If we could find a way to do it without just digging. I mean, we're not going to be... It's sand. We're not going to be able to dig a 700-foot down oh, hole. you're right. Trying to blow a hole in the roof, though, is a, is a possibility. Yeah, but then we're just 700 feet. Uh, we don't know where it is. Potentially just straight up air. We don't know. Uh, I feel like we should go to the ruins, the entrance there. That's fine. I All right. Brasha, or you saw how far of a walk are we talking? Do we need to get the ship, or can we just have, hustle over there? Um, I mean, Brasha said that they saw it yesterday. Granted, they aren't at a hundred percent. So you're thinking you could get there probably in six hours. Yeah, let's take the ship. Let's take the ship. Yes. Um. So, so of course, uh, you all get back on the deck. Um, and of course, <laughs> hey, so I'm sorry. Appreciate you. You're being very accommodating right now. Uh, you know, it, it's part of the part of the job. You just uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Get the living. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, as it stands, there's no particular reason if it if it causes you to have to exert yourself that you have to take the ship up. We could just go that way at the altitude that we're at. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we can do that. Um. You all get on deck and you see uh, the the lovely table that is at the center of your deck now. Um, I Bre know what. Bresha, I like that idea. Uh, Bresha and Orgever sitting there. Charlie has put some uh, some stew in front of them and they're uh, eating. A good, a good hot stew <laughs> is a respite from your time in the desert. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's, how, that's how you properly regulate regulate your body's temperature is you put something hot in there so it thinks it's hot so it naturally cools down. I mean, I wasn't a boy scout. I'm gonna actually believe you on that one. No, construction workers in India drink hot tea on the on site. 
I just don't think they'd be nice to you anyway. Well, but anyway, <laughs> um, it's it's science. Um, not sure it is. So, anyway, <laughs> it might not be science, but it is 10 p.m. So let's <laughs> move this along. <laughs> Oh, my sweet summer child. Yeah. We are not, we're yeah. about halfway. I know. I know. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, you all take off in the ship. Uh, Barasha asks, I'm assuming that you're heading down. Yeah, we're going to go in. Yeah, it's planned. Mind to tag along? I mean, you're more, right. I mean, you're more than welcome to, to join us, but listen, I've been, and he kind of looks over his shoulder at Orga, like, babysitting for quite some time and honestly the train fight probably the last time i had genuine fun so if you don't mind <laughs> we almost died <laughs> actually that's not true we did okay on that one and draconis almost died that's right draconis did almost die no so beric a delayed effort so. beric looks over at dex and says Look, this is fine. I don't have any problem with Brasha coming along. I'm sure he'll be a great help to us. But when word gets out that he's coming with us, she's going to demand that she also come and you get to talk her out of it. Well, that sucks. Brasha, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I don't Like I say, I'm more than happy to have Barasha along, and I expect he'll be extremely useful. Right. I'm just telling you, we're setting a precedent, and you have to talk her down. Barrett goes back to guiding guiding Jason. Barrett, why can't she come? She's strong, she's good, she's willing, and she's ready. She's as ready as we were when we started, that's for sure. And I mean that both from a skill and mental uh, bearing standpoint. I understand you you care for her and you want her to be safe. I get that. But is that the only reason you don't think she should come? Well, yeah, I think we're about ready to fight, maybe have... This bad place. Very danger. Eric turns a little bit over his shoulder um, so that the mask is visible again and says, I can't take it if she dies. Understood. You're not wrong. She is ready. Hey, I, I understand, and I'm not questioning your desire for her not to go. I just wanted to know if there was something beyond your unable to take it if she dies, and that's a valid reason. I don't, I don't want you to think that I think less of you because that's why you don't want her coming. Believe me. And if if she does decide that because Barash is going, Barash is a grown man, and we have no sway over him. If he wants to go, he's coming. I will say, though, to him, I'll say, hey, uh, Brasha? Yeah. Look, I get that you're very strong and, uh, you know, tough and uh, dragonborn, hardy. All those things are true. You've been in the desert for 20 days, and we don't know what we're going to face down there. Are you sure you're up to? Are you sure you're ready? You I even- mean, we've we've had exposure, but we've had water. We've had water. We've had food. It's not like we were on death's door. We were just tired. Well, all right. Convinced me. (laughs) I mean, what am I going to say? I'm not your mom. Ride or die, Dex. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe somehow we keep secret, he go. Maybe. I mean. Maybe somehow she knows. Are you, are you all having this conversation in front of Barasha or no? Beric has walked off to guide Jace to where we're going. We, I mean, I've, I kind of hollered out to Barasha, but not loudly, like just enough to where be like, hey, good. I may even walk back over to it, but no, they are two separate 
Brasher didn't hear anything that Jet, uh, 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 Eric and I said. So this is just Dex and Booyah talking then. Sure, now, yeah. Like so on the way. Maybe some way he sneak off, join us, meet up. Maybe she no find out. I mean, maybe she find out. I, I got no problem with him jumping off the boat and going with us. And if she tries to. This, thus, Booyah began playing a dangerous game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to, here's the thing. I'm not going to go tell her, hey, Barash is going and you can't. We're up here making the active decision that we need to go do this and Barash is coming and we don't feel the need to tell Charlie or Cassian or Oriana what we're doing for various different reasons. If uh, she finds well, out yeah, while we're this, gone, this true. if she finds out while we're gone, I'll handle the blow up. I'm uh, probably not going to like it. Probably gonna, I'm probably going to end up getting hit with something. I ain't been killed yet, except that one time. If so, she, if Buya thinks she show up, Buya do best stay close to her. Okay, okay. So anyway, are we there yet? <laughs> yes, you you have you have gotten there. So, um, yeah, you all uh, reach the entryway um, that Brash mentioned. You, it, it is literally a small outcropping of stone that you see at this point. Um, and there's still like, it's still filled with sand. Like there's going to be some element of getting past that, but, um, yeah, that's what you see. So, uh, are we ready to go? Yeah, let's go down. I think so. All right. Start climbing down. Um, actually, you know what? I take it back. I'll go down last. You go down first. Okay. Um, as, uh, you all begin, uh, well, Brash went and changed before he said, are you all ready to go? He's now wearing his chain mail and his armor and he's got his shield and his scimitar and he's ready to rock. So, um, uh, yeah, he follows you all down. So, um, give me, uh, investigation checks on this little outcropping of stone to try and figure out what's going on. I tell Jace that once we're all down, he needs to get high enough that, a drop from the bottom of the rope ladder would seem too dangerous to risk. Okay. I'm hoping that was a seven. Because if she decides to just come down after us. Yeah. What are we doing? Investigation? Yep. 30. 30. Five. 35? That, yes. Um, that's that's two with my one on the die. Ooh. <laughs> oh, you got a one. A natural one. Interesting. Picked it up because I was like, maybe that's a seven, but nope. no. It's got that little thing. Okay, I'm going to put that in my pocket and hold on to it. Um. Okay, so. Now, hold on. I had a natural 20 a while ago. Yeah, that's a luxury we don't enjoy. That's a DM luxury to put them in the pocket. That's right. That's true. I'm not complaining. That's just the fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't use mine. <laughs> so it cancels well, it's like out the my one. I used mine and it ended up attacking us. <laughs> What's your natural twenty? I don't know. Elemental breaks free. Okay, and it punches you. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. So, yeah, with your thirty, um, you are able to uh, grab your uh, your ribbon weave stick and you uh, you find the fulcrum point and kind of push it and you feel some wood break and give way as that's Randy's one um, <laughs> you son of a no it's not um, guess who's using the weapons I give you now um, so uh, the sand kind of breaks away and falls down and you see it roll down these s- stairs into darkness Uh, I guess, and I, you you feel this tepid, stale air rush past you. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like day old white whale I, or whatever. If I slide, oh, if, what? why? If I, God, if I slide, my what white whale? White whale. <laughs> if I throw my goggles on, can I see down any farther? Yeah, I mean, you that gives you dark vision up to sixty feet. It does. I'm just asking. Yeah. Is it still petering out? Because of like yeah. I mean, there, there's just there's clearly no light sources down there. Okay. So, um, so you can you can walk, but 
Perhaps you can't see in the dark. That is correct. This could be difficult. Does our cleric have a light cantrip or something? I don't think so. Well, fortunately, and he pulls out a light rod and all right, shakes it exactly. Yeah, that's I that, always those ones that do light. I will always think of just crack it and shake it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. All right. Well. Uh, and then some of the ornate design on the front of his shield has some like loops and stuff. And so he just shoves it in the front of his shield and just. I'm going to go down about 20 feet and then check for traps. Okay. So, go down about 20 feet. Checking is which one? Uh, investigation. 32. 32. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're looking and you do actually spot a little thin trip wire um, that you can attempt to. Uh, uh, disarm with sleight of hand, I believe, is the check. Uh-huh. 14. Okay, yeah, you're able to cut the line uh, safely without setting off the trap, um, and you're able to continue down further. Move on. I... Uh, I, I will say that that investigation check was high enough to where, for the rest of the staircase, you don't need okay. to stop and check, like, you, you know. Eric, before we go in, Barrick's just been watching the ship. Well, he, I mean, Dex told Jace to get high enough to where a jump would be potentially lethal, so it's just hovering up there. Okay. No little specks on the horizon. No. Now I can't decide if that seems more suspicious. She didn't at any point come out, come out from the hold to make an attempt to, fall, to come with us. It's even more concerning. There's just no winning with this. I mean, she didn't come, though, and we need to get down there. That's fair. All right. Well, let's go. So I'm down. I'm already down the stairs. So I'm like, don't worry. I already took care of the first trap. Y'all guys want to follow now. And we go down the stairs. Okay. Yep. Um. So after uh, a fair amount of descent, uh, in fact, about 700 feet down. Who's dissenting? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, you all reach the leveling out point, um, and with uh, Brash's uh, light source and your all's dark vision, uh, you see um, ornate designs on the walls um, depicting uh, what appear. It's very, uh, very much like your vision of the the decimation of the di- giants at the hand of the dra- dragons. Um, and them just utterly destroying the giant civilization and the elves and everything in their wake. Um, it's clear that something occurred that caused the dragons to view the giants as enough of a threat to where they had to topple their whole civilization, essentially. Um, Absolutely. Destroys the still slightly happy part of Barrett. That while he can see the shape of the world right now, none of these carvings or reliefs or wall paintings are visible to him. The most shocking thing about that was that there was still some happy place in Barrick. Not anymore. I mean, I don't know if the functional difference. You could feel them. I mean, they they are like carvings. Yeah, but Barrick has been blind for a few weeks. I don't think he's... You know, reasonable. I don't think it's reasonable yeah. for me to say he's he's braille proficient or yeah. able to interpret that level of. Yeah, Dex would be willing to narrate what you're touching as you run your hands along it, so you can start getting a familiarity with that. Barrick is not going to ask him to do that. Barrick is going to just endure. Well, I mean, fine. If you're going to take advantage of your friend's largesse, then. Good talk. <laughs> I don't. I, I bet my mic didn't pick up any of that. No. Um, but Dex does describe to Barrick the carvings, the boss relief as we move. There's not a choice. There's a single tunnel. Yeah, I mean, it is It is a singular tunnel. Okay, I do want to do another trap check before we move much further. Just cause... At a certain point, Barrick says, you know what's impressive? They built this tunnel. According to Erebus, 
in the very moment in which their civilization was being attacked by the dragons, and they still took time to memorialize, to memorialize it. it in art. That's I mean, very impressive. Is it possible they came back? Is it possible? I don't know. And carved it later? It's very impressive. Yeah. 27. Uh, investigation looking for traps. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, you're, you are able to um, walk a bit ahead while you're describing all of this. And you see um, a point where two of the dragon heads come out from the wall and are kind of perched up and pointing down. Mm-hmm. Um, looks very cool. You're describing it. And then you stop and look and you see your foot resting without having put weight on it <laughs> on a raised up tile on the floor. And you bring it back and slide a hand check to disable the trap. Oh, yeah. 17, 21. 21. Um, so, yeah, you're able to uh, grab a python out of your pack and you just get a I hammer. I be running low on those, but I'm not going to tell him that. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm lying. Um, <laughs> tink, tink, and you wedge it underneath the tile to where it's impossible to, uh, to right. push it down. It's so. like a copper each, so. Yeah, they're nothing special. I just only had, I have a finite amount. Yeah. Also, your average adventurer has an has a whole bunch of them on him. We've killed a lot of people who at least count as your average adventurer, so surely we can just be have, have been scavenging pythons. We on. never loot. <laughs> Ever. I know. Um, sure looted Lucan's body. Yep. We're the worst. We never loot. That's so, a fancy ring of his. That's true. Um, so, yeah, you are uh, continuing along. Um, Barasha uh, vocalizes as he's looking at uh, all of this. Uh, it's like, it's incredible, isn't it? Uh, makes you wonder what the giants did to raise the ire of the dragons. We haven't gained any information about that, right? We know that the Kabalrin, some helped the giants against the dragons and others just took advantage of it, but Booyah got a vision of four giants wielding weapons that match the description of the right. Destiny Arms and using them in such a way to where like an, an intense and insane amount of magical energy was just unleashed. Against the quarry. Yes. Because right. I was trying to remember what right. the giant's role yeah. was against the quarry and also against the... Uh, but the dog. that's the only action of a scale that might even draw the attention of the dragons that you're aware of. So okay, probably our opinion of the dragons is quite low. It seemed to just be marauding, as far as we can tell. Right, sure. Do you verbalize that to Barasha? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I've I mean, only ever seen one dragon in person, and he stole something from us, put a hole in our boat. Yeah, and the spirit of another dragon was a real jerk. Yep. So. Yep. <sighs> Yup. So all of our experience with dragons has been they're either sadistic or thieves. Or they provide you with gaudy but effective armor. Provide is not the word I would use, but <laughs> yes. It literally became a provision once it was skinned off of his back. Anyway, are any of you going to respond to what Brash said? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I, know that Beric would necessarily sure go to the level of saying, because the giants drove off the quarry, the dragons destroyed them. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's that that's a connection Beric would make. I would assume Beric feels like we must be missing some part yeah. of the puzzle. I think Dex might say something, just something effective. Uh, from what we've heard and learned, the dra- the giants were kind of messing with all sorts of stuff they ought not to have been. Um, you know, extra planar stuff, heavy magic stuff. Something eventually just must have caught the sour side of the dragons and they decided to nip it in the bud, as it were. As Olgev and I have been combing this continent, trying to find anything to resemble a home, I you you see these these things. Well, the the place that I was that you all rescued me from, like it's clear the giants were the civilization on this continent mm-hmm. and i mean the equivalent of some might say humanity in corvair and they were just 
destroyed beyond repair. It's horrifying. And this is all while you all are walking. Right. Um, so. It is. Empires don't last. Giants. Goblins. Galifar. It's, it's it's weird to think about it, but the scary thing, in most cases, that's going to take you down is the thing that comes after you. But ultimately, the most dangerous force is the one that came before all of us. And when you run afoul of the dragons, they'll rise back up and claim what they want. Yeah. Disconcerting in its own way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I check for traps. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty well. Twenty uh, thirty. Thirty. Okay, you're you're hitting the point of the end of the tunnel. Um you the um the relief has shifted from the war um to the I mean just the decimation of the giants. Like there's no longer dragons in the carvings or anything. Um, it, you see depictions of like the, the buffoonish hill giants and the, the shell of what they once were fire giants. Um, you actually don't see any, um, I mean, there was a certain type of giant that Booyah you've seen in your visions and that you've seen in carvings and things like that. Giants that towered over all other giants. Um, so tall that you might say their their head would reach the clouds uh, that you've never seen or heard of in modernity. But Leo um, has decided to call them cloud giants. Yeah. Um, so, um, but the they are no longer present on this end of the hallway. So, um, yeah. Um, but your check for traps, uh, you do not find any traps as the, it's clear that, that you are now at the entryway of the pyramid proper. Um, so, uh, you all continue to press forward. You find yourself, um, in the first chamber, um, and you see just one door ahead of you. This is clearly the antechamber, um, leading into the, the structure proper. Uh, and you all, um, see four, um, sarcophagi um uh in this room that have uh reliefs of what appear to be elven figures uh with weapons and um words uh elvish carved into the side of the sarcophagi any of you speak elvish i do i do Remember what I speak. Yes, I okay. speak Elvish. So all of you, um, not Barasha. Barasha does not speak Elvish. Um, read the word guardian. Hopefully out loud. And mine says guardian. There we go. Um, I said we all looked at different ones. Barak's not looking at any of them. I mean, Barak sees right. the shapes there, but he can't read them. Um, actually, the writing is... Oh! You can see. Hooray! And you also see... Don't... You don't see the sarcophagi. You are able to um, use that plus two initiative bonus to good use because you see the figures like begin to thrust up as these magical outline skeletons burst out of the top of the sarcophagus. Immediately turn to dust because they're exposed to oxygen. No, that's not how D and D works. <laughs> either D and D, both the writers of game of Thrones and I know, I know. <laughs> uh, end of episode. Boo. I know. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you want to be part of the conversation, head on over to the Facebook group, the geek pantheon. Um, we also have a Twitter and Instagram uh, at the Geek Pantheon. Uh, it's been a while since we've done this, so I just want to give a big thank you to Josh Boyd, who back in the day created Barasha. Uh, it's been a fun character to role play. Um, if you uh, enjoy the show and would like to join our uh, Patreon community, you can head on over to patreon.com slash the Geek Pantheon. 
to join over there. Uh, we have a really fun Discord that see, people seem to have fun in, uh, <laughs> inexplicably. Um, and if you also... Uh, I bet Josh wishes Barash had been in khaki shorts. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you all listened last week, everyone reviewed. Uh, the questions that we take are from our wonderful patrons. So if you would like to get your questions on the show and answered in reviewed, um, that is one of the ways that you can do it. Um, we are also proudly part of the D20 Radio Podcasting Network with all kinds of amazing shows. Um, such as the Order 66 podcast, the original uh, podcast on the network where GM Chris, G- GM Dave, and GM Phil talk all things FFG Star Wars role-playing. Um, they have been going for a decade strong now, and if you like Star Wars and you like role-playing and you want to learn more about it, um, then go give them a listen over at d20radio.com underneath the podcast tab where you can find our shows, their show, and all the other shows on the network. And I can speak to the fact that you don't have to like Star Wars or yeah. RPGs. I like RPGs. To like that show because they're just like Chris and they're, they're just good guys to listen yeah. to. They're fun. Yeah, probably want to like RPGs. I mean, if you're listening to us right now, you like RPGs, so it's not like we have to sell you on that, RPGs. Presumably, that's true. Um, otherwise, you are a family member related to us. Um, <laughs> Your family's <laughs> my family. No, no one I, in my family certainly not. No, um, my family doesn't so listen to this. Anyway, uh, Randy's about to turn into a pumpkin across the table for me, so we are going to call it a night. Thank you all so much for listening. Once again, I'm your dungeon master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Randy. I'm a pumpkin. We'll see you next time.